helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is about the importance of hope. Today we will be talking about hope, and the Bible has a lot to say about hope. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, for example, God says, I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity, and not not to destroy you, plans to bring about the future you hope for. In Romans 12, 12, it says, let your, let your, your hope keep you joyful be patient in your troubles and pray at all times so we will be discussing the importance of hope and with me in studio today is melissa wagot and as usual we'll be doing this in a question and answer format and melissa will be asking some questions about hope and hopefully <laughs> i will be able to to answer those questions in a way that will make this show this show meaningful Melissa, welcome to to the Life Transformation Radio Show. It's very good to have you back in studio with us today. It's always great to join you, and I'm excited to discuss this topic. And I hope I had to throw my pun in there. The listeners will get a lot out of it. I know each week when we discuss these topics, I always learn something. It's always exciting for me to sit in studio with you, Michael, pick your, your brain, and discuss these topics that people probably have thought about, but maybe not into the depth that we'll discuss today. So I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Yes, but before we go into the rest of the show today, let me welcome those of you who might be joining us for the first time. If you're new to this broadcast, it's an Elim Elim Counseling Service broadcast. You can find out more about Elim by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You'll be able to find out all you need to know about the organization there, about the services we provide. And just in a nutshell, we're a professional counseling service that provides counseling from a Christian perspective. We have a number of therapists on board that can help you in whatever it is that you are going going through. So if you need help, do not hesitate to to go to a website or give us a call at 613-699-1677. And so the other thing we wanted to uh, bring up for the listeners before we get in today's show, if you have been a faithful listener to the Life Transformation Radio Show, you've heard us week after week talk about our healing retreat that's coming up on the weekend of June 9th to 11th at Providence Point in Lanark. And as we promised, though it's weeks and weeks away, it was going to fill up fast and it has filled up. But we still want to ask individuals who listen to the show faithfully, who believe in the power of prayer to keep our ministry in their prayers, keep this weekend in their prayers. And the individuals who've chosen to join us in their prayers, pray for breakthrough, pray for healing, pray for divine appointments, for um, the therapists that will be there, for the individuals who'll be attending. And if If you do feel like, oh, shoot, I really wish I got my name in there, you can still get your name. There is a waiting list um, that you can get your name on. So if you may have missed the first round here, um, but you do want to get your name on a waiting list, we encourage you to check out the website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or give us a call at 613 699 
1-800-273-8677. It also gives us a good gauge of the interest in these types of retreats and weekends. So um, if you don't get your, your um, spot this time around, uh, there will be retreats in future that we can give you a call for. So thank you very much for those of you who will be joining us for that weekend. And as I said, for those of you who aren't joining us physically, we ask that you join us spiritually through your prayers um, for this ministry and those who will be coming. I think the prayer is so very much important because I think on, on a weekend like this where people take time, set set aside time to focus on God and to focus on issues in their life and to, to pray for a breakthrough and to have others come around them uh, to help them get that breakthrough. I think there's a potential for very profound things to take place. But I think the prayer that goes into it before time is very, very important. So again, just as Melissa said, I'm encouraging all of you listeners out there. I know a number of different believers from many churches across this city to listen to this program. So I encourage you to to pray for us and to even pray for us on that weekend, the weekend of June 9 to 11. And for those of you I know who are procrastinators who plan to register in May, we are sorry that, that we are full. But as Melissa said, you can get your name on the waiting list and maybe even their name down for the next one. Uh, we might be having one again in the fall. And so you might be able to, to make it in for that one. And so, Michael, without further ado, we're going to get into today's topic, which is all about the importance of hope. And we've just come off a hopeful weekend, that being of Easter and the hope that we get through Christ and his death on the cross. So we thought this was a good sort of next segue step talking about hope. And it's something, as you say, in the Bible, it's brought up a lot. Hope is mentioned a lot. Um, But it's not something necessarily that we understand as fully as we could. So... Off the top, what is what is hope? Well, I think it, it's very important for us to differentiate between hope and the n- denial. And I think there is this tendency in, in some Christian circles where people go into a form of denial. So, for example, someone might have cancer and they might say, oh, I'm not going to say the word cancer because if I, if I say the word cancer, it means that I don't have hope. So I think that more borders on denial because if, if you have been tested and there is proof that you have cancer, hope doesn't deny. Hope say, I have this disease but I am expecting a positive outcome. Denial say I am going to, I'm not even going to admit that I have that disease. So when we look at hope in the New Testament, we see that the believers didn't go into denial. Paul, for example, talks talked about his thorn in the flesh. And t- Paul didn't say, Oh, I'm not going to mention that I have a thorn in the flesh. Whatever his illness was that he described as a thorn in the flesh. Paul could have said, I'm not going to talk about this thorn in the flesh. I'm going to pretend that I don't have this thorn in the flesh. But no, Paul admitted that he had this thorn in the flesh. He also admitted that he prayed three times for God to take it away. And that the answer he was getting back from God is that God was not going to remove this ailment from him, but that through 
his weakness, through Paul's weakness, God's strength was going to be made evident in his life. So that is a, a, a very good picture of hope because what Paul is saying is that I have this ailment. I have prayed for it to go away and it is still with me. But despite that, I am going to keep holding on and keep believing in a God that can take me through what I am going through. So that's not denial. That's acceptance. But even in the face of adversity, hope says, I can be joyful. I can expect a positive outcome. I can still be more than conqueror in the midst of what I am going through. So it's not denial. But the second thing I would like to say, Melissa, is that it's not magical thinking. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Is there a difference between being hopeful and just wishful thinking? Yes, I think there's wishful thinking or slash magical thinking where some people will say, you know, I'm just going to not say the word of this disease that I have. I'm depressed, but I'm not going to say the word depression because if I say the word depression, it, it it's putting a curse over my life. So I'm going to to claim healing by just saying that I am well. Now, I don't think that is biblical because there is nowhere in the Bible where we are told, anyone was told not to talk about their, their ailment. People who come to Jesus for healing clearly outlined what it was that they wanted for him. Whether it was a daughter that had, that, that was sick or a son that had epilepsy, these, these diseases were made quite clear before Jesus brought about the healing. So Jesus never said to any of these people, don't say your daughter as well. Don't say that you're a son of epilepsy. But I think we have sort of gone into this phase in 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 some Christian circles where we where I find that there is this denial and this this magical thinking. But but I, I would like to differentiate today that when we, we are talking in this episode about hope, we are not thought talking about any of those kind of, of of beliefs. We are talking about hope that says, I have this illness, but I am going to continue to expect a positive outcome. And even if I don't get a positive outcome, I am going to continue to hold on and trust in the God who is in charge of my circumstances. And so we've often talked about the link between um, our emotions or our feelings and our thoughts and our physical well-being as well. So is there any evidence that having hope has a systemic effect for our well-being? Jerome Grobman in his book, The Anatomy of Hope, writes that there is research that suggests that a change in mindset has great effect on the neurochemistry that goes on in our brain. He also goes on to explain in this book that it's not only a matter of that, that hope, that when we have a positive mindset, when we have hope, it affects our, the neurochemistry of the brain. But he also explains that this creates a link within our body. And that people who have this positive mindset, people who have illnesses, for example, who have a positive mindset, a positive uh, expectation of, of, of a positive outcome, people, those people do better than people who are negative, who, who, are ex, who, who have this negative outlook for the future and who goes into the state of depression and doom and gloom. Positive mindset affects not only the mind, according to 
to Jerome Groupman, but it also affects the, uh, the, the body's ability to heal itself. The Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and I think our body is created with the potential to heal itself. And I think a lot of that healing starts with the mind. So when we do the show today on the importance of hope, I think hope is a very powerful ingredients to begin to unlock the body's attention the body's potential to to heal and repair itself and so that leads beautifully into my next question which is how do we remain hopeful because there's a lot of circumstances you've outlined some illnesses and things like that where people walk through these journeys and they're hopeless times how do we remain hopeful when everything seems hopeless i think it starts with a belief in a higher power there is, there's been research that has been done with children who are going through renal failure. And, and what the, the researchers found is what, what they studied these children that remained hopeful and, and had positive outcomes despite the illness that they had. They come up with uh, about six different things that they found in common with these children. And one was some of these children that had positive outcome had a spiritual component to their to their mindset. So these these children who had belief in a higher power, who had who had uh, uh, spiritual practices that they engaged in, such as prayer, Bible reading, the research shows that th- this belief, that th- this this uh, connection to something bigger and greater than yourself, a belief a belief in God, is very powerful. Is a very powerful ingredient in. In, in in bringing about hope. And I think that reflects well in the earlier story you outlined about Paul, where right. because of his faith in, in God, he was able to pray about the thorn in his body. But even when he wasn't getting the answer he probably wanted, right. he still had that hope to persist because he had his faith in, in a higher power. Absolutely. And I think the next thing that is very, very important in this study with the, the children with, with renal failure is that these children also, the children that 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 uh, feared well, feared better than, than their counterparts, they found that these children were able to maintain a sense of their identity. In other words, they didn't become, they, they didn't let the illness that they were going through define them. There are sometimes the tendencies that we so there's sometimes a tendency to become defined by your illness. So it, it it's one thing to say, to admit and not be in denial that you have cancer. It's another thing to to just to see yourself as a cancer victim, and that all you can see yourself as is that I am this person with cancer. So I think it's important to realize that your your illness doesn't have to define you. You are more than your illness. For Paul didn't become. That didn't become focused on his thorn in the flesh. We had one reference to it in the New Testament, and that it, that's it. If he had allowed that to define him, then we would have had maybe half of the, <laughs> the New Testament would have been Paul talking about his thorn in the flesh and how I can't get over this thorn in the flesh. So it's very important as we go through challenges in life, as we are hoping that we realize that we, we have to maintain our identity. Don't let your illness shape your identity. Don't let the challenges that you're going through in life shape your identity. You have other identity outside of that illness. 
you are still a child of God. You are still a father. You are still a mother. And you still have you still have potential. There are still things you can do despite what has come into your life. And it's funny how you describe that there too. I think sometimes even the language, as you're describing not becoming your illness, sometimes the language we use around illness actually makes people into their illness in some ways where it's not I am someone with diabetes, I'm the diabetic right. or I'm the cancer patient or whatever the case mm-hmm, may be. Mm-hmm. And being in and out of healthcare, sometimes you're actually labeled as your illness, not as Mrs. Jones. Right. You're the dialysis patient or whomever. Right. So mm-hmm. even changing how you talk about yourself. Absolutely. It's very powerful yeah. because... I have this, not I am this. Right, right. So I, I think it's it's important to realize that as you're doing that, you're saying that my identity is not wrapped up. I haven't become what this disease has unleashed on my life. I am more than that. So in the study, the, 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 the children who did well was able to maintain a sense of identity. But there was another finding in the study. What they also found in this study is that uh, there is a power, the children that fared well, they had this power of expectation. They, they, they set goals for themselves, for example. They didn't see themselves as being stuck. And I think this is, this is a very important ingredient of hope, that you should see yourself as having the ability to move beyond where you are today. So people who are going through challenges who can outline goals for themselves to say, today I might be bedridden, for example, and I might not be able to, to move in a part of my body, but I have the expectation that within a few weeks I'll be able to move a finger. Or I can't, I, I can't take a step now because I'm recovering from an accident, but I do believe that in, 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 in a few months I'll be able to, to take a few steps. There's always something that you can hope for regardless of how dire your situation is and even if it's not to walk you will never walk again there might be other things that you can set as goals for yourself and so it's very important to to have this vision have this mindset that 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 say i am not stuck i am not helpless I, can, I, I, I have this power of expectation whereby I can see myself moving beyond and, and progressing in two different stages, even as I'm going through this situation. Sounds like you're encouraging people to take some control. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today, we're talking about the importance of hope. If you happen to miss the first half of the show, we encourage you to listen to it at our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can give us a call at 613-699-1677 and you can get a taped copy. So, Michael, you're just in the process of outlining some of the ingredients, let's call them that, for someone to be hopeful in some less than um, ideal circumstances, let's call them that. And you just finished talking about people claiming power as a way of maintaining hope. What other things can people do? I think it's also very, what the what study also found is that the the well-being of these children in this study, the children with renal failure who ended up uh, with better outcome than the others, they were able to develop a sense of community. 
a sense of community with other people who are going through, other children who are going through the same struggles as themselves, but also community outside of the 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 the, the hospital as well, and outside of the treatment center. And so I think that. Uh, that a sense of community is very very important to our well-being so it's important to develop this this sense that you are not alone when we are going through challenges in life it's very important to be able to surround yourself with people who can pray with you people who can help you when you might have your bad days when you're not able to 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 be positive people who can pick you up and say you will get over this or even if you don't get over 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 this there there are things that you can do and there are ways in which you can look at your situation in a more positive light because sometimes the the, the best of us will have bad days and it's important to be able to have this sense of community so when the bible tells us that for example, we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, even more so as the evil day ap- uh, approaches. Uh, it's another way of saying that the, the, the tougher things get, the more we need to have community. And so the, the people who do well when they're going through challenges, in, 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 in health, health challenges in this study, were the people who were able to develop this sense of community. And, you know, earlier on we talked about maintaining identity. When you, when, you, when you have a group of people, that's one way in which you can maintain your identity as well. Because this group of people will help you to realize that you're still loved that you're still a person, that you're not just your illness. And, and you know, I just want to go back to that maintaining your identity thing for a moment. So when we have in the, in the scriptures, for example, the story of the, the, the rich man and Lazarus, where we are told that Lazarus uh, was full of sores and he was eating the crumbs from the, the, beg, from, from the rich man's table. What is important in, in that in that story is that Jesus gave this poor man an identity. He wasn't the man with sores. He wasn't the beggar. He was Lazarus. And so it's very important for us to, if we are going to hope for better, to maintain our identity. And we talked about maintaining the spiritual component, attending to spirituality and spiritual discipline as the studies found. And we, we talked about uh, the power of expectation, setting goals, and expecting positive outcomes. So is there anything else we can do as we're going through those circumstances that helps us maintain hope? Sometimes you think about people trying to learn from their experiences mm-hmm. or gaining wisdom through going through these things. Does that lend itself to having hope? Absolutely. I, th- I think there is, is a sense in which we can become broken by what we're going through or it can make us more powerful. We can learn from it. Uh, Paul talks about in all these things we are more than conquerors. And so there are some people who have been through horrendous times and instead of lying down and, and, and you know, feeling sorry for themselves and, and, and you know, moaning over the, the calamities that God has brought into their lives, they have turned that into wisdom where they can now, out of that experience, 
be a source of wisdom for other people. And so the, the, the research also found that uh, people who develop wisdom out of their situation end up fearing better than the patients who didn't learn from their experience. So whatever it is that you're going through, you can become a resource for others because there will be others in the future who will be going through what you're going through. And you will be that resource that can say, I have been there. I know what it is like to wake up and feel hopeless, but I have passed through that stage and you too can pass through that stage. So I think it is, is so very important for you as you're going through hope to, for example, keep a journal of what you're going through. Because as you keep this journal, what you're going to start realizing is that despite the fact, even if you think you're in the same situation every day, looking back at your journal, you're going to start seeing progression because you're going to realize that, oh, and and day day one of this of this journey, I was much more depressed and much feeling a lot less hope than I am now in 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 the third month of what I'm going through. So I think it's it's very very important to to have that because that can be part of the wisdom that you can you can uh, partake you can share with others as well. And I think it gives you that opportunity to look at that big picture. Because as you said before, there'll be days that you're really hopeful mm -hmm. and there may be days that you're a little less hopeful. Yes. And if you're just to spend that time in that moment, you may get very discouraged. But if right. you have that longitudinal picture, you can really see overall. Right. We've had a lot of talk through today's uh, show about it, hope as it relates to times of illness. Right. It's because of the context of the study. The study yeah. Does these type of ingredients lend itself to being hopeful in all situations? Absolutely, because I think the same principles that they have found in the study, I think you can apply it to anything. Like if if you if what I what I'd be maintaining identity. For example, a person going through divorce, you can feel as if you are the divorcee and you just become known as the divorced person. You feel like you have this stigma, this big D on your forehead that say, I'm divorced. If you allow yourself to be identified by that event, but you can choose to have a different identity. You can choose to have the identity of being a child of God. You can choose to have the identity of being a mother. You can choose to have the identity of being a productive member of society. You can choose to have, to have the identity of someone who is sowing into your children's life despite the fact that you don't have a husband around you or, uh, anymore or a wife around you anymore. And so it's very, very important to, to realize that these these uh, things that we have talked about today can be applied to just about any situation. It's not limited to just illness. Uh, the, the, the belief in the higher power, regardless of what you're going through, it's very important when you come to the end of your ropes, when you come to the end of yourself, when you feel there is nothing more that I can do to be able to look up and say there is someone that I can depend on who is bigger and stronger than I am. So what would you say to the person out there who's feeling hopeless today and wants to get some hope in their life today? How can they get started? I think it, it's very important to start with the realization that in this, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise when we go through anything that's dramatic. It's hard. It's often unexpected. But if you look at the, the words of the scriptures, for example, Jesus, we are told in, in the New Testament, I should say, that in this life we will have tribulations. 
So it's a part of life. We are, we are not going to have smooth sailing every day of our life. If you live long enough, you're going to have tragedy in your life. You're going to have loved ones that die. You're going to have illnesses if you live long enough, and especially with the aging population where there is such a better uh, cure rate uh, and better medical help, people are living longer. But with that living longer, there are also more health challenges. So it's very important to realize as you're going through that, that it doesn't mean that God has abandoned you because God can be walking with you and will walk with you. So what I would like you to take away from this is that it doesn't matter what you're going through, you're not alone, you're not abandoned, God is with you, and you can remain hopeful despite whatever it is that you're you're going through. And again, I would like you to bring to mind the, the, the scripture from Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, I know the plans I have for you to bring about the future you hope for. And I see that we are out of time for today, Melissa. Thanks for letting me join you again, Michael. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed doing this broadcast. And hope if you have any question about this or any other topic, please give us a call at 613-699-1677 or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your ho- host, I almost said your host, but this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.